I'm gonna f*** you, I'm gonna f*** you hard, I'm gonna choke you, you're gonna love it, oh, Land of the Lost is so stupid, you're gonna realize how f***ing stupid this is, hey, you like it, bitch, you like this, bitch, you like it, bitch, damn, bitch, you love this, oh, you are such a dirty whore, that's what this movie is to the original Land of the Lost. Radio Drome. Welcome to what is hopefully the last part of our Razzie retrospective on Radio Drome. I am Josh Hadley. With me, as always, is the last dragon himself, Cecil. Show enough. I just figured you you had the glow. <laughs> when you got that glow. Peter overslept again, so guys, go to adamandeve.com. Use the promo code DROME, D-R-O-M-E, and you will get 50% off of a single item, three free DVDs, a free sex swing, and free U.S. shipping. All for using the promo code DROME at adamandeve.com. So now as we're rounding out the Razzies, we're into 2009. Now, in a lot of cases, you and I have brought up, they go for low-hanging fruit and all that. And I'm looking at the stuff we got coming up, and I'm thinking... No, at least for a while here, these are all really god-awful movies that deserve their Razzie nominations. And Peter just showed up. Hey, there he is. Thank you for joining us, Peter. We are in the middle of the show. As we look at the Razzies here, we've got 2009 is, is where we're coming. We've got Old Dogs, Land of the Lost, I'll get into that in a minute, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra, All About Steve, and the winner, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah, all of these deserved it. Okay, Transformers is just god-awful. This, even with how bad the later Transformers movies got, Revenge of the Fallen is unwatchable. I remember seeing this thing and just going, what the hell happened? How many things had to go wrong to put this film on the screen and for people not to take their names off this thing? Well, I know, the writer's strike and all that. But, I mean, th this film, I would be ashamed to have been associated with this movie. It is so unwatchably bad. But then you've also got Old Dogs, a movie that I had forgotten even existed till I watched the trailer. This is the one with Robin Williams and John, John Travolta getting older and haw, 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 like they take the wrong medicine and it makes their eyesight all weird, so they fall around and haw, haw, haw. It's a Disney movie. Then you've got... Well, no, wasn't was it Old Dogs? Oh, God, I was thinking Old Dogs was the one where they got the motorcycles. But that no. was Wild Hogs. That was Wild right? Hogs, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of like that movie. It was Ray Liotta hamming it up as a motorcycle gang leader. I mean, that, that was kind of fantastic. I do remember All that. Right. Then you got G.I. Joe Rise of the Cobra, which was not G.I. Joe. I don't know what the hell that was, but that was not G.I. Joe. And then you've got the two ones that I'm going to talk a little bit about because they need to be pointed out more. First, you've got Sandra Bullock in All About Steve. is a really creepy movie. Sandra Bullock is a shy woman who's, you know, still hot because it's Sandra Bullock. And she gets involved with Bradley Cooper, who is like a, a TV reporter. And she follows him all around the country and stalks him. And it's funny and it's cute because it's Sandra Bullock. Now swap those genders. 
And this movie is fucking creepy. And yet this movie plays it off as, it's cute! She's just fell in love with you on the first date! This is say- this is a movie that is saying, stalking is cute when a girl does it! They've done yeah. that time and time again. They they always pull that kind of, you know, it is what it is. It sucks. We pointed out, but like they make it and it's again, you know, oh, well, they'll, she just is going to keep it up until they fall in love because it's Sandra Bullock. And yeah, that kind of crap stinks. I, I've never even bothered to watch it. I thought it just looked terrible. So I avoided it. But All About Steve has a has two funny things about the movie. One Sandra Bullock showed up to get her own Razzie, and she was handing out DVDs of the movie to everyone in the audience at the Razzie (laughs) ceremony. And when one person said, thank you, she goes, you say that now. She also set a record. This is the only time a Razzie winner has also won an Academy Award in the same year. Wow. What for the the, the blind blind side? side Yeah. So it's like, well, that is interesting, at least, Sandra. Good on you. But then we got Land of the Lost. This movie is a hate fuck to everything, not just Land of the Lost was, but everything about you liking nostalgia. There's no way Danny McBride and Will Ferrell went into this movie not going, I'm going to fuck you, I'm going to fuck you hard, I'm going to choke you, you're going to love it. Oh, Land of the Lost is so stupid, you're going to realize how fucking stupid this is. Hey, you like it, bitch? You like this, bitch? You like it, bitch? Damn, bitch, you love this. Oh, you are such a dirty whore. That's what this movie is to the original Land of the Lost. This movie is just disgusting in its outright hatred for its source material. And then Will Ferrell's like, we all grew up on it, it was so much fun. Yeah, that's not this fucking movie, you goddamn hack. Land of the Lost is an insult and one of the worst films I have ever sat through in my entire goddamn life. Land of the Lost can get fucked and anyone involved with it should get cancer and die anally. I didn't know we had Wingshauser from Vice Squad on this episode. <laughs> I'm Ramrod, bitch. Ramrod, yes. <laughs> that movie fucking reeked of shit. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I, I don't care, quite frankly. <laughs> Never saw All About Steve. Didn't even know Old Dogs existed. Transformers, that's a given. That was crap. They all are. G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, was that the first one or the sequel? That, that was, was the, the first, first one. one. Oh, that was awful. All I remember from that one is just, call me Commander. No, no, I won't. Uh, haven't seen Old Dogs, haven't seen Land of the Lost, haven't seen All About Steve. Uh, I liked Rise of Cobra. I thought their heart was in the right place. I think that they, certain things were silly, like the super duper whatever adrenaline suits. Channing Tatum was terrible. He gave one of the worst deliveries ever, where they, they, they pulled the, you and what army? And he, my army. It was like, <laughs> It was so bad. Well, we need to do this so we can get more toys and we need to do this. And so, you know, if we could have adrenaline suits, then we can have, you know, every character can have, you know, a version with a with a suit. And so it was kind of silly. Marlon Wayans was just terrible. Uh, Yeah, just yeah. Let's put him in this movie, you know, because we need to have comic relief always. Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, for the people who don't know, the movie during the writer strike, they were like, well, this movie needs to happen regardless. So they could, they didn't have a script. They went out and they filmed a bunch of action scenes. Uh, when the writer strike was off, they handed the writer all of what they shot and they said, okay, here's what we have. Make it work. And so he had to write in 
all of this shit where so that's why like they're in dc and then all of a sudden they warp to like egypt they this guy had to work all you know the however many writers had to work all of these action scenes because they're not going to lose the money because they already spent on all these action scenes and uh it came out and it blew and i thought it was terrible and um i used to work with a guy who said it was the greatest movie he ever saw and uh it just there are a lot of people that that loved it. i mean the movie made over a billion dollars and there were a lot of people that loved it and it just kind of proved them right that it was almost like yeah you know what you know major most audiences don't care they just want big dumb stuff and it's like i want i don't mind a big dumb action movie but you gotta have something you gotta, you gotta try give me, a little you gotta, yeah you gotta try a little well then we move on to 2010 where we have vampires suck that's Sir freeberg we have the twilight saga eclipse we have Sex in the City 2, we have The Bounty Hunter, which nobody's heard of, and the winner, The Last Airbender. Vampires Wait, is this suck. the first Do- time a Twilight movie has made it onto one of the lists? Yeah, I, th- that's why I was kind of really? shocked. I was kind of shocked the yeah, first really, Twilight didn't make it. The first one didn't make it. The second that, one. Which one is this, the second or the third this one? Is two. This is the third. Or no, third. this is the third, third one. And, that's and the actually thing, surprising. And the thing is... I've seen them all, unfortunately. The second one, by far, even people that like the Twilight movies say that the second one is the worst. (laughs) The third one was directed by the guy who did 30 Days of Night. So it at least had like a couple of cool action sequences. But overall, nightmare where like everybody's getting their heads cut off and stuff like that, right? I think it is. They're like in a big snow field or whatever. No, I think that's, I think that's the later one. Who cares? Yeah, they're, they're, it's bad. Well, it's, it's bad, but I mean, it, it all, like, it's like, hey, there's this really big war that's gonna happen. Oh, Bella's it's a dream. sad. No, 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 it's gonna happen, but then they, but then it goes back to Bella crying. And I'm like, <laughs> I wanna see the war between the vampires and the werewolves. I don't wanna see this girl crying. Well, but I mean, this is the same year of Sex and the City 2, which I never saw Excess Sex and the City 1, so I can't comment. But you've also got Vampires Suck, because I guess it was the time for Setzer and Freeberg to make an unfunny Twilight movie. You got The Bounty Hunter, which is that Jennifer Aniston, Gerard Butler rom-com that nobody... Oh, I saw that, that one. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. And then Last Airbender, which is mind-boggling that this was released. I mean, I'm not even a fan of the anime, just on its own. <laughs> Gonna take a hit for that one. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna get, yeah. I, I'm still getting <laughs> shit for daring to call it a anime or whatever the. F- mm-hmm. Come at me, nerds. But the movie is mind-boggling. It's so. Let's leave the source material out and just take it on its own merits. The story makes no sense. The casting is just stupefying. The acting is horrendous. The special effects are horrendous. The direction just incompetent. And then, at least as of a couple of years ago, Shyamalan was still getting mad at people for not understanding this movie. Totally stands behind this piece of shit. On celluloid. And I, again, I'm leaving the source material, the anime, out of it. I don't understand how anyone can defend this movie at all. Well, I mean, I know people who are fans of the show that hated it, and I know, like, casual movie watchers that hated it. Like, it was kind of, it was across the board, just a pile of crap. So I don't get it. Overall, this list is pretty bad. I saw the, I saw the bodyguard. I, I, Bounty I hunter. downloaded it to watch it just because I, I like Gerard Butler and I thought it might be kind of cool. 
Vampire Suck didn't see. Uh, Sex in the City I never saw because I never watched the show. Never had much interest. Oh, the Twilight movies. I avoided them for the longest time and then decided to, with my girlfriend, marathon all of them recently. And best decision of my life because they're so unintentionally hilarious that they've <laughs> like kind of become some of my favorite movies ever. They're bad. They're objectively terrible and they deserve to be on the Razzies list. But it's just when you realize that Robert Pattinson was playing the character poorly on purpose, like I think he was basically trying to play the character like he was a rapist slash serial killer because he hated the character of Edward. He was like, this this guy is written like like a psychopath. Like this isn't like a, a sexy guy. This is a creep, like stalker. And he sort of played him like he was literally constipated <laughs> slash psychotic at the same time, which just gives you a whole new experience when viewing the film. I haven't seen Vampires Suck. I haven't seen The Bounty Hunter. Last Airbender, I know there was a lot of Nickelodeon forcing things into the film. I think the full story on that will eventually come out, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was eh. Like, I had no... I didn't care about the show, and I, so I didn't really care about the movie. I kind of just saw it because it was on. So And it, it, it wasn't any... Like, it just kind of was like, eh... Sex in the City, it's funny because I used to work with a guy, wife and her friends were huge Sex in the City fans. So for the first movie, they went to like a bar beforehand and they had a bunch of mimosas and then they went and they saw the movie and then... So they decided to do the same with the second one. He was telling me about it. They all went, you know, to the bar. They had mimosas. They, they, you know, they got dressed up in character to go see Sex and the City 2. And they hated it. So I guess that got it kind of goes to show how bad it was. If you had some really hardcore fans, you know, were making events out of it. And even they didn't like it. So uh, they, I've only ever seen a couple episodes of the show. I couldn't stand the show. So I can't imagine sitting down and watching a movie this garbage i haven't seen the first movie either so screw both of them twilight movies they're terrible completely watchable as either comedies or if you watch the riff tracks version they're just a you know a hilarious they're there's no from... point in making something like vampires suck because it's not going to be as funny as actual twilight yeah, that's that's really what it kind of comes down to. Like like you're almost making comedy on top of comedy. Like <laughs> everything that they're going to do is kind of stuff that's already obvious in the movie. I'm sure it stinks. There's uh, no point because, I mean, the originals feel like self-parody. I mean, then we move on to 2011 where, oh, good. Two Adam Sandler movies. We've got Twilight, Breaking Dawn, Part 1. We've got Transformers, Dark of the Moon. We have Gary Marshall's New Year's Eve. And then, yay, Adam Sandler's Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star. And Adam Sandler's Jack and Jill as the winner. This is a turd of a year. Okay, you got Breaking Dawn. We already talked about Twilight, so let's leave that aside. Transformers Dark of the Moon, which I'll give it this. It was more coherent than Revenge of the Fallen, if that's it. New Year's Eve, I don't understand these movies. Bucky Larson, at least with Jack and Jill, I can say they were trying to have a story. There was a movie and a plot awful and it's not the least bit funny but bucky larson just seemed like they shit this thing out and somehow got like don johnson involved the only movie on this list that i've seen is the twilight one go see any of these movies it would only be twilight that i would eventually visit in later time twilight again it's it's a great comedy dark of the moon i started watching and i was more it was more transformer shit and i bailed i'm like nah 
Uh, New Year's Eve, I never saw. Bucky Larson, I forgot that was even a movie. And Jack and Jill, uh, I was homesick one day, and it was on. And I was like, it was just starting. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'll watch this. How bad could it be? 20 minutes I made it, and I, then I was like, no, I can't. I, I absolutely cannot do this. So uh, when Adam Sandler's, like, sister... Uh, Adam Sandler. Of, Adam Sandler's sister, Adam Sandler, gets out of bed, <laughs> and there's the, like the sweat mark in the and i'm like i'm done i can't and and then like somebody was like you know what you made a wise choice because they sent me the al pacino where he's doing the al pacino donkachino oh no and it said <laughs> it, it, you know say hello to my little friend he's say hello to my chocolate blend i'm like <laughs> you what are you doing did like, al pacino al lose a bet did a, a witch curse him or something i'm thinking I al think pacino well, Did that fuck, mountain how... of coke that Tony Montoya was supposed to do, and he did, uh Wasn't, the... like, the, the budget for Jack and Jill was massive, and I think all of it went to that cameo, because it's, it's not a particularly good-looking film. It was a $79 million movie. Something like that, yeah. I think Terrible. 70 of that went to Al Pacino. The, the joke is that Al Pacino is in love with Jill, and, like, that that's, like, the... the yeah, he's uh, infatuated with her. Yeah! <laughs> All right, on that note, let's move on to 2012. We have A Thousand Words, which I'm sure they were all swears after Eddie Murphy saw the film. We have That's My Boy, one of the most detestable movies I've ever sat through. Another Adam Sandler one, right? Yep. We have The Oogie Loves and The Big Balloon Adventure, one of the most... What the f*** am I watching? Films ever released to theaters? We have Battleship, the, hey, anybody can make a Michael Bay movie. Oh. And then we have Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2. Battleship, you know what, if Michael Bay made Battleship, it might have been watchable. And I truly do like Peter Berg. But he was trying to make a Michael Bay movie without understanding why Michael Bay movies work. And this movie is a failure on every level. Oogie Loves is just... This was made for people in states that legalized pot, apparently. You have a thousand words, which I'm shocked Nicolas Cage produced this thing. But, okay, Eddie Murphy is known for his his eloquence and his speaking ability. So let's make a movie where he can't talk, and that's funny, right? No, it isn't. That's my boy. It's, I, this is even before the Me Too thing. This is just, I remember when this came out in 2012. This movie is offensively bad. And, and, and just like with All About Steve, reverse the genders and see how funny this movie is, huh? Again, the only one on the list that I've actually seen is the Twilight one. I had no interest in seeing any of these movies when they came out. Um, it was what I considered to be a dark time for cinema. It, the dark, it was. was a dark time. It was. Thousand Words, wasn't that based off of, like, a children's book or something? I don't know about that. I just know it was based off of a shit script. Well, it was <laughs> – well, the thing is, it was from – I remember being one of those things you could read in, like, five minutes. So – It also is a movie that – okay, it, it came out in 2011, 2012 – it sat on the shelf. An Eddie Murphy, Nicolas Cage-produced movie sat on the shelf for two and a half years. That should be a clue right there. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm like, did it make money? Like, And I looked, and I'm like, you know, did, did they sell it? No, it, it did not make money. It kind of suffers from the typical, here's this idea, works really well as like a short book or maybe even like a short 
film, but fleshing that out into like a 90 minute production. No, that's my boy. I never saw Oogie Loves. Good God. No, kind of. I thought it was like kind of a Teletubbies type thing. Battleship is hilarious. The alien ship is out in like the middle of the ocean and it's looking at perceived threats. It's looking at something, you know, it wants to blow up and there's three targets. I think it was an aircraft carrier, but the aircraft carrier was facing away from the, sh- from the, uh, the ship. Then there was a base, an empty baseball field. And then there was a highway with cars on it. They blew up the baseball field because that was the biggest threat. That was the bigger threat than the aircraft carrier. Awful. It's so bad, but it's like laughably bad. There's a whole like half hour long segment beforehand. uh, Taylor Kitsch is trying to impress Brooklyn Decker. So we like he steals a sandwich for something out of like a 7-Eleven and then gets arrested. I think I think what it was was he was trying to impress her and like the store was closed. So he broke in and like microwaved it and then brought it out to her and then got arrested. and, And that that was like endearing to her and then they end up dating and then Aww. like 6 months later the alien invasion happens it's it's a terrible movie and then <laughs> twilight breaking dawn it it got the award because it was twilight you know they were like oh crap we we kind of missed the first couple so we really need to to give it to this one and uh it's bad it's uh you know it's 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 not as bad as part two, but it's still bad. And uh, and again, major spoiler, uh, the whole like big end sequence where the vampires finally fight the werewolves. And it's this big fight where everybody's dying and they're getting their heads ripped off and they turn into the that's the other thing I love when the vampires get their heads ripped off, which is what kills them, turn into statues or something. It's it, <laughs> It's so bad, but but then that was all just like what would have happened. Okay, th- that's if, the one I was thinking of before. Then so it wasn't a dream; it was a uh, a flash premonition. Quote. It was a premonition. Thank you. And then they said, "Well, this," is, and then they were like, "Well, we can't do this." And then they all went on their happy merry way. And, and then Jacob fell in love with a baby. Oh, Jacob! That's right. Jacob yes. fell in love with a baby because I, I guess you got a link to that's my boy. Where you know pedophilia is <laughs> is good when boys do it to girl. When you know a young boy f**ks an adult girl, that's cool, right? Ugh. Well, that's a whole thing going on right now. But then we go on to 2013. We've got a Medea Christmas. We have Tonto the Move Up, uh, the Lone Ranger. We have Grown Ups 2. Welcome back to the list, Adam Sandler. We have After Earth. Welcome back, Shyamalan. And Movie 43 as the winner. I'm going Medea Christmas. Didn't see it. Already know just it being a Medea movie deserves to be on the list. Grown Ups 2. You literally could not get me to watch this under any circumstances. I'll take the bullet in my brain. It's better than Grown Ups 2, I can tell you that. And then you have Tonto the Movie, which was so wrong on so many levels. And I'm not even... Even a freaking Lone Ranger fan. Is that After, the, um, uh, it's the Johnny Depp one. That one. Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, Depp bird one. on his head. Where uh, <laughs> William William Fickner is the villain and is the only bright spot in this film. Because, you know, William Fickner is always the bright spot. And then you got After Earth, which, okay, you got some stories that Will Smith armchair directed at Shyamalan didn't have. But there are Shyamalan's, Shyamalan scenes all throughout this. After Earth is so miscalculated. Will Smith was just so blind to how not talented Jaden is. After Earth, I seriously had to try watching more than three times. I could not sit through this thing. It was 
painful watching Jaden Smith try to act was just painful and then you have will smith arguably one of the most charismatic actors in mainstream hollywood saying yeah i'm not doing any of that for this movie i'm gonna sit in a chair the whole movie and not act but then movie 43 the movie that was so bad multiples of its stars sued to try and get out of the contract to not have to make this piece of shit Movie 43 might just be the unfunniest comedy of all time. I defy anyone to watch Movie 43 and find anything worthwhile about this steaming pile of shit. Honestly, I would like to see the contract negotiations for all those lawsuits and how they got so many big stars into this movie. That would be a much more entertaining movie than Movie 43. Ah, Another dog of a list. The only one I saw all the way through on this list was movie 43, and I deeply regret that. Did I mischaracterize that movie at all? No, no, that's that's on point. Uh, you didn't like Medea Christmas? <laughs> I didn't see it, I said. <laughs> that's because... racist! Okay. Well, then I'm a racist. I didn't see it either. Uh, I only The only Medea movies I saw were uh, Boo and Boo 2, and well, so I didn't see it. Uh, I had no interest in seeing Lone Ranger, because number one, I don't care about the Lone Ranger. Number two, I don't like Westerns. Grown Ups 2, I didn't see. I saw the first one, and I thought like the first one was okay. There were a couple of funny things, but overall, it was... It was a movie that I didn't really feel like I was, I wasn't clamoring for a sequel. Movie 43 is god awful. Movie 43, like you said, I don't know how they got all those people involved. I don't know what, what pictures they had to, of these people to get them to do this movie, but I, I thought when it started off with the, the skit with Kate Winslet and Hugh Jackman and Hugh Jackman's got the balls on his chin. I thought, like, if they would have cut that short by about, like, a half hour, uh, it might have actually been funny. Cecil, movie 43 is a, is watching a hostage situation in real time. Well, movie 43, I think, suffers from what a lot of current comedy goes through. They try to do the, it's funny, but we're gonna do it until it's not funny, and then we're gonna keep doing it until it comes back around and it's funny again. Family and, guy humor, Seth MacFarlane humor. Right. But the thing is, like, he can do it pretty well. Like, he has a good gauge on the timing of, he has a good gauge on time. Like, he's like, okay, this is when it's not funny, now it's funny again. Whereas this, it's like it just kept going and it just kept getting less and less funny. And, uh, I just, I could not stand it i i hated it couldn't even make it through the whole thing i thought it was god awful uh after earth i have a i feel really bad for it because i think the production value the production design in that is so good there are a lot of really really good looking matte paintings and like there's some good set pieces and conceptually i think that it's there with will smith armchair directing and his not charismatic son dominating the entire picture he's god awful he's got he's just he sucks he's a, he's a terrible actor and there's a point in the film where this one creature rescues uh jaden smith and the, the creature dies rescuing him and so he's like oh man thank you so much for saving my life and then he like touches it and he realizes that he's that it's dead and he goes oh man i'm like <laughs> Oh my, really? Like, it's like something out of Rick and Morty. It really is. It's so Good bad. Lord. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah, oh, geez. oh, man. Oh, man. And then he just kind of walks away, and it's like, it's no, <laughs> no, I felt bad for the f***ing CGI bird that rescued him. You know, I felt nothing for this dumbbell of a kid that can't even act, like, sympathetic. It was so bad. It, it really sucked. It, it's like, I honestly think if they had cast just about anybody in that role, they could have put Jack Black as Will Smith's kid and it would have been more believable. Cause that was the other thing too. Between the, there were all these father and son moments. They had like no father son chemistry. After Earth was Will Smith buying his son a quote blockbuster and saying, my son will be as successful as me despite his absolute lack of talent on every level. It really was because it was a $160 million movie that they put on the shoulders of a kid who really had no right being there. Well, that, that's kind of what you can say about most of 2014. We've got another Transformers movie, which we'll just gloss over because those are just staples at this point. We have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot with all the ugly giant noseless turtles. <laughs> we have the Legend of Her, we have the Legend of Hercules where the trailer, everything in the trailer is in the first couple minutes of the movie. We have Nicolas Cage trying to pay off his tax debt in Left Behind. And then we've got Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas, one of the most baffling theatrical releases I've ever seen. First TMNT, I haven't been a fan since the 80s. This maybe whether you liked it or not, fine. This was not made for me. This was dumb. This was stupid. This was brainless. Legend of Hercules was kind of like 3,000 Miles to Graceland, where you sold me a totally different film than the one I got. Left Behind is, I mean, come on, it's a religious scare film. I don't think I need to really say that, yeah, this movie's not made for me, but Saving Christmas, the most self-righteous, egotistical, bullying, arrogant film I've ever seen that is this incompetently made. There, There is literally a scene in this movie, I guess they didn't have the script or something, characters hold coffee mugs in front of their mouths so they can be ADR, so you can't wow. see that their lips don't match. Mm-hmm. And this was released to theaters. And it was Theater? kind of a big... I remember it was like a big to-do where they were like, this is going to show all of them. And just all of us, what? You can make a bad movie? Haven't seen pretty much the whole list. The only one I saw was Legend of Hercules, and which um, I know it's mostly across the board. People didn't really enjoy it, but I, I thought that was um, pretty entertaining and pretty different. I kind of like this idea of Hercules being more of this sort of urban legend character, and he's really more of just like kind of a badass barbarian. I feel like if it were like a Conan movie, it would have been better. Transformers stunk. Uh, Legend of Hercules, I didn't like. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I thought had potential. I had a lot of issues with the turtles being the size of linebackers. Uh, like being being these giant CG monstrosities. It, uh, it, it was like, I wanted to hate it. I, I just disliked it. Saving Christmas, I never saw. And Left Behind, I was really excited because I'm like, oh, my God. If they're – because, I mean, they've done the Left Behind movies before. But I'm like, oh, my God, a big-budget Left Behind movie with Nicolas Cage, and they're just going to have him go nuts. Like, I had this vision of him just being – He looks so bored in this movie, doesn't he? It was a $30 million movie. And he really was just paying off debts with this movie. He sits 
in the pilot seat pretty much the entire film and gives a zero performance. It's so bad. I was really disappointed because I thought it was going to be like a laughably bad movie with Nicolas Cage just going nuts. And it ended up just being a really bad, boring, uh, you know, Jesus movie. There was a movie a while ago called uh, I'm Not Jesus Mommy about the uh, the end of the world where this woman uh, gives birth to the Antichrist and the apocalypse happens. She steals sperm out of a sperm bank to impregnate herself. And she unwittingly delivers the Antichrist into the world. That, As will happen. You know, it, it happens from time to time. A fantastic comedy. Like, that movie's hilarious. Uh, and this movie just was not that. Which I know they weren't trying to. They were trying to be serious. Like, how do you spend almost $30 million and make a movie that looks on par with something that the Asylum would put out. Maybe just some of the matte paintings in that are a little bit better. The Left Behind movie almost looks like the Left Behind miniseries is from the freaking 90s. It yeah, didn't the, even the, have the, half the budget for three times the runtime. It looked really, really bad. I mean, they must have spent probably like $10 million to, to like get Nicolas Cage in there to, so they could have like a big star. Because there's nobody, I'm pretty sure, oh, Chad Michael Murray was in it. He was at Jordan Sparks. Oh, God, William Ragsdale? All right, so they had, like, a couple of, well, Nicolas Cage was the big name, and then they had a couple of, like, recognizable faces. Overall, like, it just, uh, it was a, it was a piece of crap. Well, 2015 was not good either. We've got Pixels, probably Adam Sandler at his I really don't want to be here the most. We have Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, which now that I think about it, is shocking Paul Blart Mall Cop did not, never made a Razzie, but whatever. Oh, really? You have Jupiter Ascending, which I'll talk about in a minute, Fifty Shades of Grey, and Fan 4 Stick. So you got Pixels, which is a great idea and a great short film that had nothing to do with Adam Sandler, that he somehow seemed to suck all creativity, all originality out of. You have Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, which I've seen the first one, I will never watch Part 2. Jupiter Ascending is the interesting one here. Warner Brothers put all their faith in the Wachowskis, and I mu they must have never watched The Rushes, because when the movie came back to them, they said it was unreleasable, and they gave them like another hundred million bucks to, quote, fix it. And according to notes, Warner Brothers executives thought after spending an extra hundred million, the movie was even worse than what they called unreleasable before. <laughs> okay, usually we're like, we don't want studio interference, but you go, seriously, three hundred million dollars are on the line. No one at Warner Brothers is watching the f***ing rushes? I get it. The Wachowskis did a lot for you guys in the late 90s and early 2000s. These are not the same Wachowskis, literally and figuratively, at this point. Jupiter Ascending is just stupefyingly dumb. I, I cannot see how anyone involved did not go to them and go, what are we doing? We have to rethink this. And then you got Fifty Shades of Grey, which I shouldn't even need to go into, but again, let's swap the genders out here. Let's see how much women think it's so hot then, huh? Maybe make Christian Grey a poor guy living in a trailer park. Then, oh, is he still so hot, ladies? No, he's not, is he? And then Fan Forstick. Fan Forstick was just, Josh Trank was not the right person for this, and I, I don't I don't care how much of the film was cut out, all that stuff we saw in the trailers. The film 
is definitely Razzie winnerable. I actually like the the shitty Jessica Alba Fantastic Four movies. They are more true to the comics and better films overall than Fan Four Stick. So this is another year where I don't really have that much problem with these movies. The only one I saw all the way through was the Fan Four Stick one. I, I went to, I didn't go to it, but I downloaded Fifty Shades of Grey hoping it would be as hilarious as Twilight. And it was because it was based on a Twilight fan based fiction. Based on Twilight, yeah. But no, that one is literally just creepy. Like, that might as well be, like, a spiritual sequel to American Psycho, but, like, a bad version. Jupiter Ascending is that um, Channing Tatum one. Yep, that's the one where Channing Tatum's half-wolf. That one looked boring, didn't see it. Paul Blart, of course not. Uh, Pixels, no. Pixels, they they took a, a YouTube short that, like, had no story, and they somehow decided it would be a good idea to flesh that into a movie. It's It's bad, but, like... It's not the worst, like, there was the whole, like, hey, worst movie of the year, and eh, I've seen worse. Uh, oh, no, Fan Four Stick's way worse. Oh, you shush. It's it's bad, but, like, uh, Josh Gad is really largely what makes Pixels bad. He's terrible. Every time he's on screen, it's it's just awful. And he f***s a cuber. Like, but, I mean, okay, when you've got a movie that Peter Dinklage can't pull out of the toilet, you got a bad movie. Well, it's, you know, there's a lot of problems with that. But, yeah, it's it's so, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, Paul Blart 2, no interest. Jupiter Ascending, uh, have not seen because it's, you know, the it's it's well after the Wachowskis have, like, just, like, they continue throwing money at them, and they, they haven't put out a good movie in, in at least a decade at this point. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, I, I had it, like, from Netflix, and I just couldn't bring myself to really sit through it. Fan, Fantastic Four, Fan Four, whatever. The behind-the-scenes story is going to end up making a better movie than it did, but I liked what they were going for. I just, I don't know all the details, but it really seemed that like a lot of the issues were coming down to Josh Trank. Like I think uh, there was a good movie in there somewhere. Yeah, I think he he's still a relatively new guy in Hollywood and he didn't really know how to deal, you know, he didn't know how to play the game. So instead of like dealing with, you know, the studio trying to mess up his movie, from what I had heard, he would just go into his trailer and smoke weed and like wouldn't come out and he was a real dick to um to what's her name uh kate mara because he Mm. didn't want her in the film he wanted somebody else and the studio kind of like made him cast her and it's like well that's no reason to be a dick to the actress like that's just that's just jerky so i don't know i mean eventually you know i would really love to hear the full story of this if it ever comes out but uh as it stands i think that there is a interesting movie in there and i liked I liked it for what it was like that. This was a movie where a lot of people went in to see it and they were going in hating it. Like I was walking into the theater and they were like, oh, man, I can't wait to see how bad this sucks. And I'm like, why? Like, like with with you, Josh, what I say to you all the time, like, why? Like if you if you are expecting something to suck, put your money elsewhere. It's like from like from Dirty Harry. I got to know. I don't I don't just like, download just, it later. I just it's don't people ag- it's voting with your wallet. There are people that think exactly like you and it's why we keep getting shitty Transformers sequels. It really is. Like if I've if, never paid for a single one of those. If you're not there. interested in it, then just don't see it. And uh that's that's the thing. That's why there's all these films that we've been talking about. Yeah, it looked bad, so I didn't watch it. 
you know, like I'm not going to, and I have a lot of people that, that kind of get on me when I do my best and worst of the year. Well, how come your worst of list is so much shorter? I'm like, because if there's a bad movie, I don't go out of my way to watch it. So then we got 2016, Zoolander 2, totally unnecessary sequel to a film I didn't like. Independence Day Resurgence, totally unnecessary sequel to a film I did like. Gods of Egypt, I'll come back to that. Dirty Grandpa, why was this made? Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, I'll come back to that. And Hillary's America, The Secret History of the Democratic Party as the winner, I'll come back to that. So first we got Gods of Egypt. Alex Proyas really thinks he made a fantastic film. I actually think Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen has a more coherent story and is a more well-put-together movie than Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt is actually one of those movies that there's so much CGI, it li- it literally should not be called live action. There, it, This is a cartoon that occasionally has actors show up in it, and it is an incomprehensible mess. This thing, I dare you to not get eye strain because of Gods of Egypt. And then you got... Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, a movie I hated. This was DC and Zack Snyder going, we gotta catch up with Marvel and let's all do it, let's do it completely wrong. This movie, I almost walked out of the theater for Batman vs. Superman. I was so pissed off and I hated Man of Steel and I kept thinking, Dawn of Justice is gonna fix this. It just made it worse. Fine, great. And now Hillary's America is the tough one because Take all political affiliation out of it. Just look at Hillary's America as a film, not as a not as a hit piece on the Democrats, not as Republican mouthpiece. Just look at Hillary's America on its own merits. It is the most incompetent film I have almost ever seen. It is incompetently directed. The narration is incompetent. The editing, there are numerous editing mistakes in it. It's a, quote, documentary. He keeps calling it a documentary over and over and over again. Dinesh D'Souza keeps calling it a documentary repeatedly when he's literally faking all of the footage and making it look like news footage to fit the narrative he's trying to push. And he keeps insisting this is a documentary because the Democrats are trying to keep the truth away from you. And you just go, Oh my God! What, what the f is the matter with people that Hillary's America made money? Or was it just people like me and Brad Jones that said, I gots to know? Had the gots to know, aka, I'm gonna go vote with my wallet for bad movies mentality. Mm-hmm. Only saw two of them. Uh, Zoolander 2 was, um, I mean, I, I thought Zoolander 1 was endearing and funny. I enjoy, I enjoy the first Zoolander, so I thought maybe this would just be the same sort of brand of humor. Felt completely pointless. That one was really forgettable. Batman vs. Superman, as everyone knows, I love it. I'll always defend it. Zack Snyder, apologist for life. Uh, Zoolander 2, no interest. Uh, Independence Day Resurgence, I was super excited for it because I adored the first one. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. It was not great. It was horrendous. I was really disappointed. Gods of Egypt, I went in because I'm like, Alex Prius, I mean, come on. Knowing the crow, Dark City, he's just, I'm like, he's such a great director and a great visual director. And Gods of Egypt was god awful. Dirty Grandpa, don't care, looked like a pile of crap. Hillary's America, never saw it, wasn't interested. Batman vs. Superman, the theatrical cut, I enjoyed. The ultimate cut is one of the best superhero movies ever made. And you, if you disagree, if you disagree, you're wrong. If you disagree, you know, it's perfectly okay to be wrong. <laughs> 
You know, it's it's fine. That's fine. It's okay. People I are understand. wrong about things every day. You know. You, you, now you two realize in a couple of years when you're institutionalized, this episode will be used against you in court, right? Dawn of Justice. Now that Aquaman is coming out, you're getting Aquaman a lot. Blows. You, you have, of course it does, because you you went in not liking it. What superhero um, movie of recent time have you actually liked? Of recent time, I thought Homecoming wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Yes, but see, that's like that's such a backhanded like. Uh, it, Michael like, Keaton in it, it doesn't count. Oh, Michael Keaton was so Michael good. Keaton in makes that. everything good. Next year will be last year because that's where we're caught up to. The 2018, the 2018 nominees haven't been announced yet, but 2017 is the last year where we're at the Razzies right now, and we've got Transformers: The Last Knight. We have The Mummy, Fifty Shades Darker. Somehow the middle Fifty Shades movie didn't get a nomination, which was weird. But we got Baywatch and the winner of the Emoji movie. So Transformers, we don't even need to talk about at this point because they're obvious. Fifty Shades Darker, okay, fine. It's the same crap as before. Baywatch was almost offensively bad. Baywatch was not Land of the Lost Levels of I'm going to take the original behind an alley and anally violate it behind a dumpster and then tell you that you like it and throw some money at you. But Baywatch was another pretty hateful to actual Baywatch. You've got the Emoji Movie, which is one of the most soulless, corporatized things I've ever seen. The Mummy. I've defended this in our Shared Universes episode. On paper, Dark Universe is a good idea. The Mummy is not a good start to this. First of all, Alex Kurtzman is one of the most borderline incompetent people working in Hollywood. It's STD shows this, this shows this. He, he wrote the Trent, he wrote the freaking Revenge of the Fallen. He, you know, he wrote Star Trek Into Darkness and all this. He is one of those people that just continues to fail upwards and he fails upwards in larger and larger scales. And I don't understand. He either has pictures of somebody at Universal or he actually has made a deal with the devil, the mummy. Just take it on its own. Don't take it as the beginning of Dark Universe or anything. The movie is one of the, it's got no, it's got some of the worst structure I've ever seen to a film of this caliber. The story is borderline incomprehensible. The special effects are dodgy at best. The plot is cobbled together from American Werewolf in London meets the 99 mummy meets Life Force. I don't understand how, again, like with Jupiter Ascending, no one watched the f***ing Rushes? The only thing of any of these movies that I saw was the trailer for The Mummy, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Remember, it was <laughs> the unfinished, this is just proof Yo, you saw the, ah, the movie was going to ah, be. Ah, <laughs> it was just Tom Cruise yelling. Without, uh, without the, the audio. Yeah, it does. Ah! I still want to, f- I still want to figure out how to make that my ringtone. That just, <laughs> that set the stage right there. That was like, this is what you're getting. Yeah, we they, don't yeah, care. You can't even release. Okay. You're so incompetent. You can't even release the freaking trailer properly. <laughs> Last night, zero interest. Mummy was god awful. Uh, the only part that was interesting, we've said it a million times before, was the uh, part with Russell Crowe. See, so I remember, because you saw this movie about a day or two before I did. I remember I just, the opening night, got a, Peter and I got a message from you, Mummy Blows. <laughs> Which is so rare for me, of all people, you know? I don't, uh, yeah, it was, uh, like, I was kind of like, all right, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot, and uh, Fifty Shades Darker, eh, Baywatch, eh, Emoji Movie. 
soulless cash grab. But here's here's see because this is more recent, I have the movies in my head better. Like because they don't remember the years prior. But this it's like okay, here's where I'm talking about low hanging fruit stuff. How did they not nominate the Dark Tower? How did they not nominate Collide or Rings or Leatherface or Alien Covenant? Oof, yeah, Alien yeah, Alien Covenant, Covenant definitely um, deserved it. On and that, that was, was worst one of, of the year. Bad as Emoji Movie is, you kind of know what you're getting with the Emoji Movie. Alien Covenant was just taking a big steaming shit all over the Alien franchise. It was embarrassingly bad. And the fact that, like, it was getting all of these majorly positive reviews, brilliant, and I'm like... What? There are still, I still see YouTube videos about why Alien Covenant is the best film in the franchise and you don't get it. This The same way I keep seeing why Last Jedi goes over most people's heads and there are always going to be people that see shit and go, I'd like to taste that. Well, the thing with, with Alien Covenant and the thing with The Last Jedi and one thing that really bothers me is it's like, hey, I have a lot of really intelligent, articulated points about why these movies movies are bad and it's like well you're hate you hate women and i'm like no like i have legitimate points i would like you to be able to refute no you can't you can't say for example in alien covenant where david is standing there there's a dead body on the floor and he's like hey come down into the basement here and look at your face in this thing like that's just bad writing and they're like well they've been they've known forever that synths would never hurt them and i'm like yeah well there has to be like some sort of common sense in there that hey hey cecil there's no common sense this is the same movie that said we're on an alien planet we don't know anything about we don't need space suits yeah we don't what are you a pussy we don't need space suits we don't need yeah it was embarrassingly bad that should have absolutely been like i would i would say like for me Leatherface was the worst of the year for me because that was embarrassingly bad. I mean, oh, God. They made Leatherface do a – he looked like a, a kid from uh, One Direction. Alien Covenant, they're going to go low-hanging fruit. Why They didn't go after Alien Covenant, a movie that absolutely deserved it. I don't know where we're going to go for 2018, for the 2018 list. Because obviously the Razzies are always, you know, the nominations come out a year after the numbered year. So now that we've gone through all of the Razzies, we've gone through 38 years of these. Do you think that that the Razzies even matter anymore? Because it's kind of weird. By the mid-90s, the Razzies really mattered. I remember studios hated the fact if they got a Razzie award for, like, Bonfire of the Vanities and stuff. In the early 80s, I think it was still so new, the studios were like, yeah, whatever. And now, they almost are proud to get Razzies. I mean, you can't keep shitting out Transformers movies that that get a Razzie every single year and, and not actually just not care in some way, you know? Do you think the Razzies were irrelevant, became relevant, and then became irrelevant again? I think the Razzies are Razzies. I want to go home. I think that, uh, in general, I would like them more if they went after movies that legitimately deserved it as opposed to just a lot of easy targets. just seems that as the years go on, they... um 
actively go after the big easy targets uh adam sandler being on the list every single year right like now i'm not saying that they're they're good i'm you know they are bad but um as i said in other ones there's a movie called meet the blacks that i dare you to try to make it through that movie and then try to tell me that like some of these other films that they're nominating are worse than this you know it's racist you know it's it's so bad there's a guy named cronut in the movie it's terrible I think that there's a time and place for them. I think that it's kind of funny. But yeah, we really have reached the time when bad is celebrated. Although I will say that having like Sandra Bullock and uh, Halle Berry going and accepting the awards, that shows a good depth of character that they're willing to laugh at themselves. And really, it was the good kick in the um, ego that Halle Berry needed to kind of get her back on track because her ego was wildly flailing out of control. And uh, so she kind of got brought down to earth after she got the Razzie for Catwoman. I, I think the Razzies show one thing, especially with the Sandra Bullock all about Steve and blindsided thing, just how strange Hollywood can be that in the same year gets her Oscar nominated as well as nominated for other awards. And then for a totally different movie she did, she's nominated for a Razzie and routinely seen as one of the worst films of the 2000s. How can the same actress do this in one i mean you can see that over a career sometimes but in the same year that just kind of proves how fucking weird hollywood is you know you know it's it's a job she probably thought that it looked good and then you know i mean she produced she produced all about steve though too so she this was her thinking this was a good idea yeah uh well well sometimes i mean i mean you worked on movies you you know going in like, everybody goes in with the best of intentions. Nobody goes in wanting to make a bad film. Uh, so sometimes it just happens. That's true, but when that, but like I said, take the genders and swap them and, and that's my boy, Fifty Shades, all about Steve. Swap the genders, or, or in the case of like, uh, that's my boy, swap the ages, and all of a sudden you go, wow, this really isn't funny anymore, is it? Mm. Oh, the Fifty, yeah, the Fifty Shades thing I've brought up repeatedly, like you said, where it's like, if this was some, like, guy who worked at a gas station, if he, even if he looked the same, uh, but he, but he worked, you know, he was a guy at a, at a local, uh, 7-Eleven or something. There would not be the, uh, the, the amount of panties dropping, but it's, it's- Women was... literally masturbated in the theater on opening night and were arrested for indecent exposure at this fucking movie. Wow. I'm not making that up. Yeah. That's pathetic. It really is. So the Razzies are done, so next week we're gonna talk about critics. Because, of course we are. Where can people find Cecil being a, pretty much a paragon of, the, of his community? Uh, you can find me being a beacon of white light over at uh, goodbadflicks.com as well as goodbadflicks on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and 12onebeyond.com. And where can, where can we find Peter being the one person that elevates Canada above all others? The elevator of Canada, the escalator of Canada, as I like to call myself, on Twitter at Zinematica. YouTube, The Cinemasticus, Facebook, The Cinemasticus, 12alonbeyond.com with other fine shows and fine products, and on Patreon at Zinematica as well. And you can find me being my grumpy self, shitting in everybody's cereal over at 1201beyond.com. You can contact this show at 1201beyond at gmail.com. Try to be a cut above. Keep one foot in the gutter, one fist in the gold. Have a good night. <laughs>
I'm bored. Radiodrome is a 1201 Beyond production. Find it and other great content at 1201beyond.com.